0: Thanks for joining me on iHeartRadio and the tech of sports this week. And going to have some fun and talk some baseball and other things with Gary Green, uh, native uh, Long Islander, New York City uh, resident, uh, big Mets fan. He's got to be happy so far this year and uh, a bunch of other things going on. And Gary, thanks for coming on this week. And I uh, touched on it there, uh, so far so good with kind of a new-look Mets?
1: Yeah, so far so good. We had a bit of a rough weekend um, against Seattle and finally lost the series. But, you know, I think overall it's been a good season. Um, you know, the not pitching is, is certainly not great, but he'll come back soon. And, you know, with the Mets, uh, we, we seem to always be good before the All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, we kind of fade, so... Um, the way I look at it is, the season is it's basically 16-10 game season, and you know what? Each, over each 10 game stretch, um, you want to be good. So, you know, so far so good. I guess we've had about, um, I guess we've had uh, a little over three seasons, 10 game seasons. So so far so good.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the ebbs and flows of a 162-game season, uh, strange things happen. And uh, we'll, uh, the Mets definitely, people are definitely keeping their eyes on the Mets uh, for what could be a uh, fun stretch drive. And, and Gary, we're here kind of to talk about your love of baseball, love of sports. Um, you own uh, a number of minor league teams, and uh, I love minor league baseball and uh, I've always been fascinated by it. Uh, kind of take me uh, and show me the value in minor league baseball. Yeah,
1: I mean everything, everything is right about baseball is wrapped up in minor league baseball. So you know we have we have great baseball on the field for the hardcore fans, especially at the AAA level. Um, it's very close to major league quality. Seventy percent of our players have played or Um, And then we have some more casual fans. We have great bars and food, and we have things for kids to do with playgrounds. out of the house and not watching computer screens is really great, and, and we bring something different to the table than league baseball, and that is more entertainment with baseball as a backdrop, um, instead of baseball being first and foremost, and that's, and that's fun, and that's a lot of fun, and you know, it's, just, it's a different feel, different vibe, it's closer to the game, and it really plants the seeds for a lot of America as far as, as following Major League Baseball later on in their lives.
0: Yeah, I know it did for me, and, uh, and really you didn't even mention it, the affordability factor uh, for Minor League Baseball is really hard to beat.
1: Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I did fail to mention that. Um, tickets are a lot less expensive, um, the, the food is less expensive, you know, we just have lower overhead, so, um, and we don't pay the players. So, so yeah, it, it, from a family standpoint, it's a lot less expensive.
0: And the great names of the teams, uh, Gary, your teams, the uh, Omaha Storm Chasers, um, Richmond Flying Squirrels, Montgomery Biscuits, um, the, the communities really, uh, and, and baseball fans, even maybe not even, maybe non-fans really, uh, really love those nicknames. And my
1: uh, uh, league merchandise is fantastic. Some of the names are really amazing. And it's interesting because when the minor league team mirrors a major league, uh, major league name. Uh, the Staten Island Yankees used to be an example of that. And, uh, I think it's not as much fun. I think it's more fun than we, when we independently have our own name. The um, you know, Storm Chasers was perfect for Omaha. The Flying Squirrels was such a great name in Richmond, and you know, people initially went on social media and said they hated it, which is which is really the, that's really the sign of success. If yeah. You can get people on
0: social media they hate it, you're going to be <laughs> No doubt about it. Uh, love those nicknames. We're with Gary Green, baseball fan, somebody involved intimately in the sport of baseball and, and has a passion for it. Uh, Gary, you also own a uh, kind of a tried and true baseball publication, Baseball America. Uh, now a digital platform with with um, major and minor league baseball. Um, what's the uh, what's kind of the lure still in, in an age where everything's on our phone right in front of us? Uh, where where are we right now with Baseball America?
1: No, it's a great question. Uh, baseball America. We've taken the past uh, three or four years to go from uh, really a print publication. To a digital platform and converting as many people of and fans as possible over to, um, to digital. You know, baseball got a little bit of an older fan base, so the older fan base still prefers print. So we're continuing on with the print while we really push folks to transition over to digital. And you know, baseball merger is going great. We have seen headwinds in baseball and try to make the game and the fans younger. And we've been with that and it's great that we get such cooperation from MLB while being independent from MLB. Sure. And nobody covers minor, minor league baseball. High school, college, international, like we do. Our editorial
0: staff is absolutely the best. It really is. Uh, I love reading and, and, and catching what's going on each day and each week. Uh, again, with Gary Green touching on a bunch of things. Baseball. and and uh, Gary, also I know you're, like me, you're a sports and baseball collector. Uh, The collecting industry has boomed uh, in the last few years. Is that going to continue? Where is that going? And uh, you know, not only for collectors, but also uh, these investors. um, So far so good, but uh, as, as we've seen in the past, the bubble could burst.
1: a little bit um, uh, earlier this year and last year. I'm not really big into that. To me, I always collected things that were one of a kind that reminded me of great moments in Met's history. And I collected for the love of it, not necessarily investing in the value of something. Um, So as far as where the industry's going, Fnatic is taking over everything. Yeah. So they're in the NFTs, they're in the baseball cards. Um, I'm proud to say that we actually have a new baseball card deal with a with not with Fanatics, it's gonna cover um, uh, some of the younger players and it's independent on that and then we're excited about that. Um, so uh, yeah, I think fanatics is really gonna control where the market's going. And I'm you the truth, I'm really not an expert. Un- collectible. I like collect things that I personally love, and really haven't done it uh, to invest for
0: future profit. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I am too. Again, I look at kind of maybe the value of things just as a as a side eye looking at it, but uh, really the enjoyment in in uh, in memorabilia, I think, is just being a collector.
1: I love some of the things I had. Um, I used to own and I, and I sold it actually at a profit. Um, Bill Buckner's glove from Game Six of '86. Um, I did own uh, some. I, I owned some old jerseys. Uh, I, I, you know, as you know, I did, I had Dallas Strickland's Rookie of the Year award, which I met him and gave back to him, um, and it was stolen from him years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that, that, that was better than any amount of money I could get for it. So uh, I just love collecting it. I love Mets history. I love Shea Stadium history. Um, and that, that's what it
0: means to me. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of collectors trade up to get uh, other things that they want or to get additional things. Nothing wrong with that. And we're wrapping up here with Gary Green. And Gary, you also have a contest of sweepstakes uh where, uh, where fans can uh uh team up, you've teamed up with Jet Links and kind of explain what's going on with that.
1: Sure, so Jet Links is, a, is a wonderful company, uh, they're a jet power company and a, a manager of, of the jets that, that, that people own. Um, based out of Omaha, Nebraska, and they're building terminals all over the country and they're uh, a and, you know, partner of ours in Omaha and i was lucky enough to be an owner of multiple teams and part of that great ownership experience is being able to go behind the scenes in the locker rooms and with the players and um I'm really enjoying that and so uh, I thought of it and it hasn't really been done in sports that I've seen I've done some research online is I want to take a, a couple of lucky fans for each sport and take them on a private jet and let them feel like an owner and get that same lucky feeling that i have every day that i own these teams and go behind the scenes uh with these teams and with these players and get to experience with what uh, what i do and and really it's about every fan being able to feel like an owner as much as possible and that's, that's the way i live my ownership life is i want to touch as many fans as possible and talk to as possible, many fans as possible and really connect with them. So this is
0: just an additional touch point for me personally that I could uh, I could give. Yeah, uh, making memories, Gary, that's what you do. That's what baseball is all about, making memories for fans really. that will uh, stay with them the rest of their lives. That's really invaluable. And and as we wrap up here with Gary Green, Gary, you're, uh, you're the biggest Mets fan I know maybe uh, uh what's your who's your favorite colorful mets player of all of all time i i have a couple uh but who do you uh maybe wasn't the greatest mets player but uh, someone that uh brought uh, a lot of memories to people or was fun to watch well the most colorful who i used to live down the
1: block from and i got to know him and his kids was oh yeah. You gotta believe. He was, he was the best. And when he got traded to the Phillies, uh, I was crushed. So we used to get when I was a little kid, we used to get taken to the games by twice and we would wait outside for him outside the, uh, the locker room at Chase Stadium and like what a thrill. Um, my my favorite of course is my friend Daryl who's just one of my favorite people in the world, let alone baseball baseball players. And on um, today's team, you know, Pete Alonzo is the best, even though he had a really bad attack yesterday to end that game against Seattle. Um, I've met him on numerous occasions, and he's just a good guy. He's just a joke. I I own baseball in America. All he wanted to do was talk about how great it was that we covered him when he was younger and all the great coverage we give. And, you know, why don't my baseball players make more money? And then he said, but I have a question for you. Why did you tell everybody I couldn't hit a curveball? That just wasn't true. we had a good laugh about that. We had a very good laugh about that. So what a great
0: kid. Yeah, Pete's a great guy. And I always admired the longevity, Gary, of Rusty Staub.
1: Rusty used to visit. He visited before he passed. He visited the suites all the time, in the city fields, and such a
0: nice guy. Great guy, and uh, you're a great guy as well, and doing a lot of great things, Gary. We'll put all the links in the show notes, and appreciate you coming on and a few minutes of your time.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Great to talk baseball with you today.
0: Great, always fun. Thanks, Gary.